Hallelujah. The master's in the house right now. Oh, hallelujah. With your hands stretched towards the heavens and your heart stretched to the mind of God. Jesus, I'm extending my voice to your ears, oh Lord. Halaboshata. Come on, I feel the spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Miracles is in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you praise him right now in the name of Jesus. I'm praising you in advance, oh God. Come on, I feel the miraculous power of God Almighty in the house on a Wednesday night. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I wonder right now if we can clap our hands unto the Lord. I feel like there's a praise in the house right now. I wonder if we can lift up our voice. Say, God, I'm going to celebrate you on a Wednesday night. God, I'm going to lift up your voice. I'm going to lift up your name. I'm going to lift your name up in this place. Come on, all through the house, God. I thank you for my family. Thank you for the job. Thank you for the church. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I feel faith trying to, uh, faith has already stepped in the house. Somebody say, man, it's already here. Somebody say, faith is here. Somebody say, I got faith. And he said, just have faith the size of the grain of a mustard seed. He said, and you can start speaking to mountains. Mm. You know, we do speak to ourselves to motivate ourselves, to get ourselves pumped up, and that's necessary. David encouraged himself in the Lord, but sometimes you got to stop speaking to myself and start speaking to mountains. Oh, hallelujah. I feel, I feel the mountain mover in the place. Amen. I'm telling you, there's mountains. We got mountains, things that are impossible to move. Some of us have emotional mountains, financial mountains, just situations, life. And he said, you can speak to those mountains when faith is present. Amen. Somebody say faith. It's here right now. I want to do something before I read my text tonight. I just want to take advantage of the opportunity of faith. Uh, I've learned that when faith comes, take it right there. And when God shows up with faith, he said, it's for everybody. Even a woman with issue of blood for 12 years, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, she said within herself. She spoke to me, then she spoke to the mountain. She said within herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And I want you to speak to your mountain. You know what it is. We don't know what it is. It don't matter what it is. No mountain too small, no mountain too big. Just saying, God, right now, I'm trusting you to move this thing. Can we do that? God, in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking to my mountain right now. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in your situation. God doesn't need much to move. He just needs somebody to believe. 
I'm trusting in you, Lord, to move this mountain because you love me. Oh, my God, he's here. He's here. He's here. He cares about my situation. Come on, he cares about my condition. You say, well, man, I made a mess, I made a mess out of things. That's all right. He can clear it up and make it right. Somebody say, because you love me, Lord. Come on, because you love me, and I love you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift those hands up. I'm trusting in you. As we continue to pray, Lord, I'm asking you, I'm believing in you to move mountains in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Move the right people. Move the wrong people. Move the right situations. Move the wrong situations. He's moving them, folks. He's moving them. Just as easy as you can speak the words, he can make the miracle happen. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Let the Spirit minister to you right now. Speak, Lord, for thy servant is listening. Whatever you want me to do, God, however you want me to operate, whatever you want me to say, Lord, I'm being pliable in the hands of the potter, oh God. Come on, my life is yours. My mind is yours. My affection is yours. I'm trusting you. Do it, Lord. We ask you for miracles. Bless finances, God. Bless families. Bless futures. Let the Spirit move and operate upon you and through you. Hallelujah. Come on, there's more. There's more. His hand is open right now. Come on, his hand is open. Take whatever you need. God, I need strength. I need forgiveness. I need help. Come on, his hand is open to ARC right now. The hand of the Lord is open to you. Lord, I need it. I need you, God. Somebody just said, I desire a closer walk with you. It's yours. You just prayed it right there, Lord. He's going to give it to you. He's going to visit you. He's going to give you dreams. He's going to speak to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody praying right now. Come on, somebody just pray, God, I wish I had some years that I lost. He's going to restore them back to you. Oh, hallelujah. He's going to restore them back to you. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving. He's operating. He's talking. Somebody just prayed, God, help my mind. He's going to help you. He's going to give you divine wisdom, skill, and ability right now. Come on, the line. The devil's lying to some of us. Amen. God loves you. That's the reason why he will do it. God loves you. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Let's thank him. Amen. It feels, feels good in the house. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, he loves me. Amen. It's just simple. He loves us, doesn't he? Oh, God. Anybody thankful for the love of the Lord? Amen. Thank you for loving me. Can we just pray that prayer, Lord? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me, Lord, even, even when I fail, when I made my mistakes, when I haven't been my best behavior, my best attitude, God, you still love me. 
As a father loveth his children, as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. Oh, hallelujah. I, I wonder if, can we just soak in the love of God right now? Amen. I'm waiting for the preacher to, start, to talk, man. God's already talking right now. I think we need to just pause and just accept his love and his favor upon our lives. Not because of who I am. Not because of who I have. Not because of what I have. It says he loved us. He gave his life for us. Loved us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Somebody needs a revelation of his love, friend. It's not an ability. It's not in talent. It's not how many things you can get right out of ten. It's not a percentage. It's his love. It's his grace. It's his favor. Somebody is drowning in condemnation tonight. Jesus, come on. I feel the love of God. I'm going to yoke up with this brother right now and pray. Let's pray together. Oh, the devil is a lying spirit. He will lie to you and tell you that God is upset, that God hates you, that God is disgusted. But that devil's a liar. We're exposing the lies of the enemy. Mm, your church loves you. God loves you. God is for us. And who, if God be for us, who can be against us? Shakata, shakata. I'm part of the family. I'm part of the family of God. I've got the name. I've got his spirit, his word. Oh, speak to us, God. Come on, the angels of the Lord are present. God is present. The ancient of days, the one that understands like nobody else. Split hair decision. What do I do? Where do I go? I'm going to wait on him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say, heal me, Lord. Heal my spirit. Heal my spirit. He's healing spirits tonight. Some of us, when you walk out of these doors, I promise you, amen, I'm telling you, rather, that you will never be the same. Not because I stand in this pulpit, but because Jesus is here tonight. The surgeon has come. You hear me? I said the doctor has come. And he's come to heal spirits. Shut up. Some of us, when you leave, there's going to be particular thoughts that you'll never struggle with again for the rest of your life. You say, man, the devil's trying to establish strongholds in your mentality. Try to give you a particular perception. Amen. A perception of doubt, distrust. Perception of, of I can get wounded at any time and, and I've got to survive on my own. But God said, I'm going to help all of that. He's come with medicine in his hands. Anybody feel that? He said, he's come. He's walking around right now. He's putting medicine in your spirit. 
Some of you are going to be able to start ministering like you never thought you could. Start reaching out to people that are hurting, people that are struggling, people that are confused. And right there on the spot, God's going to give you a word for them. He's going to give you direction. God's going to work through you because you are a healed vessel. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who heals me. Can we all pray that prayer, Lord? I forgive all of those that have sinned against me. I harbor no bitterness in my heart. I harbor no bitterness. I'm letting go of all offenses. Charge no one for my hurt. My God. Come on, everybody praying. Everybody praying. Plugging in to the Lord. I'm telling you right now, God's going to confirm his word. I'm, some of you are going to start waking up in the middle of the night speaking in other tongues, and that's going to be confirmation of this service. Some of you are going to be so plugged in with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say victory in Jesus. Say victory in Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What a wonderful presence of the Lord. Amen. It, it feels, it just, it feels good. It feels calm. It feels peaceful. That's the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Feels cheerful. God's presence. Hallelujah. Amen. Slow to anger. Rich in mercy. I'm thankful because I'm, I'm one of the hard-headed ones, Lord. Slow in anger, rich in mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you. Amen. I don't, don't worry. I don't have to preach long. It's spirit. God's already moving. Hallelujah. Come on. I feel, I feel God's spirit. Old friendships that were broken, left with a jagged edge. You got the bad end of the deal. Say, God, I'm letting go tonight. Take it out of my heart. Take it out of my spirit. Take the revenge out. Take the offense out. Come on, I'm telling you, there's more on the other side. I don't know who I'm talking to. God showed you a rainbow. He told you I don't break my promises. I'm here to remind you about that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, what a Savior. 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 
Amen. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, you can you keep going. Thank you. Isn't he doing a wonderful job? Amen. Praise God. Amen. I, uh, I want to commend ARC. Uh, this is no flattery. I just want to tell you how appreciative I am of the spirit that I feel here. Just, this is generated by the by God and by the people connecting with God. Amen. I if I left right now, if I hung it up, came off the pulpit, went home, amen, I I would have been blessed. I feel full in my spirit. I didn't feel like this when I was on my way to church, but the spirit here that you have brought and the spirit that God has brought has filled myself. And I know there's people standing here tonight that are full in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, I want to commend you for that. And uh, man, it feels good in the spirit. Praise God. That's what matters. Somebody say the inside stuff. You ever had somebody, man, they had a nice car, it looked good, man, it polished. It wasn't a dent, it wasn't a scratch. Everything looked good. But transmission messed up. Can't go nowhere. And I don't want to have a church like that. Everybody looks right. Everything's good. But the inside's all messed up. And then you've seen them cars. You know what I'm talking about. Hoopty. Y'all remember those? Hoopty. You know, but the inside's good, though. You know, you know rebuilt, tranny, engine, oil change. Praise God, tune up. You know? Owner's like, she ain't the best, but she's mine. <laughs> hey, you know the church ain't perfect. We're not the best, but we're his. Somebody needed to hear that. It, it, it's not about perfection. It's not about always being on your A game. It's the fact that he loves us and I'm his. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if we think it's by action and works and by my perfectionism, we'll always have a cloud of condemnation over us. That's not the way to live. Amen? That ain't the way you live for God. You don't live by condemnation. You live by the acceptance of his love. Mm. Let's get into it. Amen? I'm mindful of the time. I know it's Wednesday night. You've been working. Your feet hurt. Your back hurt. Some of y'all hungry. Want to get home. Take them shoes off. I understand. I know somebody, somebody wants to scream, amen, brother. I know how it is. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Listen to him now. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and I have not charity. Somebody say love. I, be, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. Ooh, Lord. Though I have the gift of prophecy 
understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have not charity, which is love, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly or inappropriately. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love, charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Charity never fails. Somebody say love works. Going over to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Somebody say love works. It never fails. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, wrapping this text up. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Somebody say love works. Jesus, we thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. In the next several moments, Lord, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would do something for us. Let every person walk out of here saying, I have drawn closer to the Lord. Teach me how to love, Lord. Teach me. Teach me how to love, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I don't want to preach too long, but I do want to deliver what I feel like God has given me. Amen. And uh, in a few moments, altar call, brother, you can just come on back up. I appreciate that. Amen. I was, uh, I, I want to talk about love tonight, but I want to preface some things that uh, this is not an exhaustive account about love. Um. I think the subject of love is is uh, everlasting. Love is a subject that it would take lifetimes to understand. You say, how do you know, Brother Poindexter? The Bible says God is love. And Solomon wrote, the heavens and the heavens of heavens cannot contain him, measure him, fully understand him. And if that is God and God is love, love is something that is an ever pursuit to understand. It's that deep. Love. We say it often within families, within those that we trust. We hear it so much. Sometimes it's some of the first words that children are able to speak and able to say. But the Bible is very, very clear about this particular subject. How important is love? The Bible says, love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind strength. 
and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Upon this hangeth all of the scriptures. It's important. It's important that you understand how do I love like God wants me to love. It's easy to love a little child, a little baby. A little child, a little baby has done me no wrong. It's easy to love mother, father, people that are in our household that have done things for us, given us things, sacrifice. But can you love the person that's hurt you? Can you love them back when they've plucked your beard out and they spit upon you? Can you love when people have mocked you and turned their back on you and the only thing you have done is good towards them? Can you love when people have slighted you, stole from you, cheated you out of opportunities in life? Can you love? Love works, folks. Faith doesn't work if there's no love involved in it. Paul said that I can speak in tongues all night long, and I can sing in tongues. He said, but if I don't have love in my spirit, he said, it's just noise. Something that they can bypass. Love and the demands that love requires of us and get into the blessings of God. But God says, oh, friend, if there's going to be any subject you're going to have to understand, it's got to be love. Love. I remember a story by Brother J.T. Pugh. And uh, if I have time, I mean, I want to get into that. But I, 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 I got to thinking about Paul's admonition. Because we, as Pentecostals, put such a price tag on speaking in tongues, and we should. We understand the value of it, the importance of speaking with tongues, that it is a sign that God has filled an individual with the Holy Ghost. We can't see the Spirit. We can sense it at times, uh, but when it's working on the inside of an individual, the it's such a deep thing. It's such a spiritual thing. The only sign and the only evidence that we can go off of that Scripture requires is that a person speaks with other tongues. That's why we rejoice when a person speaks in tongues for the very first time. Uh, not, not that we put such a value on it, but the fact is we know that that person has received the Spirit of God. There's religions today that don't believe in speaking in tongues because they are deceived. Amen. Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues. It's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a deep uh, mystery, glossolalia, uh, that phone, that Greek word language. Uh, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He that is born of the Spirit, there should be a sound, Jesus said. Phone, which is where we get phonics, language, an audio voice, amen, that God is speaking through us. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a powerful thing, amen, 
Paul said, I speak in tongues of men and of angels. It's a, it's a thing that when you don't have the ability to articulate your feelings and your desires toward God and you're trying to pray and you don't know what to pray, but you can feel it, but you don't know how to say it. Amen. You let the Holy Ghost speak through you and God will say, I'll help you pray for it because I know all of your needs. Oh, hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing that when demonic spirits begin to come against your mind, against your family, against your finances, you don't know what to pray or how to pray. The Bible says that he beareth our infirmities and, and he will utter those sounds that we need to utter and God will help us through the storm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It speaks of togetherness, but Paul said there is a possibility. And I can be so caught up on the external that I forget about the internal things. He said, though I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but if there's no love in me, if there's no charity in me, if there's no kindness, no gentleness, no forgiveness in me, he said, my tongue is worth nothing. Mm, Galatians chapter 5 Paul warns the church, be careful you don't bite and devour one another. You can eat people up with the tongue. And Paul is saying, listen, if I learn how to speak wonderful, boastful, wonderful, powerful things unto God, and I turn around and that same tongue, I cut, slice, devour people. He says, I am nothing. God help us. Critical, mean, nasty, unforgiving, cynical. Paul says, listen, there is a possibility that I can come before God and I can offer sweet praise and sweet waters and a, such a sweet fountain and turn around and that same fountain becomes bitter. Pray tell me, how can I speak to God if I can't even speak to my neighbor? I've been places. You've been in homes. How does this family even operate with so much criticalness in it, with so much meanness in it, with so much hate and division in it, criticizing, mean, judging in a cutthroat society? How do people thrive? Some people just survive their homes because there's no love there. Paul says, be careful that your actions don't match up to your words. Teach me how to love. Love always works. Paul said charity never fails. Love never fails. I've seen places you can speak in tongues. He said, if I can prophesy, and I got all revelation and mysteries, and we know for sure if a man walked in here and he could prophesy to you and give you your bank account number and he can lay hands on you and tumors could fall off and, and man, he can... He can spill mysteries out and revelation that would all congregations and multitudes. But he said, if I can do all of that, but I don't have love, there's no kindness about me, no gentleness, no patience and long suffering. He says, I am 
nothing. God is not impressed by gifts of the Spirit. God is not impressed by how much you can talk in tongues. God is not impressed by how many Bible verses a man can quote. God is impressed by love towards another person. Oh, God, on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. How can you do that? For there's no greater love than a man hath than this, than a man laid down his life, laid down his image so somebody else can live. Oh, hallelujah. If I give my goods and if I give my body to be burned, but I'm unforgiving and I'm mean and I'm critical and I'm cynical and I bring up the past and I judge and everybody's got to walk by my metric system. Paul said, listen, it's not going to profit you anything. Why? Because some people, they don't want to know how to love. They don't want to know how to forgive. They want to harbor the unforgiveness. They want to harbor that old account. But the old account was settled long ago. And if God loved me enough to forgive me, I want to love people enough to forgive them. Because love never fails gave us the ignition of faith. He said, you want to know how faith works? He said, it's going to work by love. He said, if you can know how to love, God can pour miracles on your life. If you can know how to forgive and how to let it go and still be gentle and kind to those that done you wrong and treated you harshly. He said, I can make faith work. You want to know sometimes why faith doesn't work? Because there's no love. I've seen people couldn't even get the Holy Ghost, some of them, because they couldn't forgive. I remember one girl praying, praying, praying. Have you asked God to forgive you? Yes. Do you love God? Yes. Do you want to change? Of course. I said, have you asked, have you forgiven everybody in your life? She put her head down. I said, why don't you just forgive and let some things go? And I convinced her to do it. And as God is my witness, as she began to forgive, she began to say it, Amen, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. All of a sudden, her language changed, and God began to fill her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God was showing a principle. He said, I want to operate through the vessel that knows how to love, that knows how to forgive. Charity. The word is translated in our English term, love. The Greek word is agape. It means to have benevolence, affection, and goodwill. Benevolence means giving. I'll see a need and I'll give it. The church can only operate by love. Paul said a church can't operate by hating and by division. Jesus said a house that is divided cannot stand. Hatred divides the house. Hatred is the spirit that you see is rumbling the terra firma of the United States right now. It's the spirit of hate. It's the devil's sharpest tool. Hey Amen. I want to drop hatred in you. Hey Amen. Because love has no condition. It's unconditional. But hate needs only one condition of difference a skin color, an economic social system. Uh, you live there, I live here. I was here, you weren't. This happened to me, did happen to you. All hate needs is a difference, but love says it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, you are my brother, you are my sister, and a house divided shall not stand, and so we unite together. 
Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands. Say, God, love works. Teach me how to love God. Teach me. Teach me. Oh, teach me. Teach me how to love. Oh, teach me, God. He said, I want to show you that love, for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave Oh, that is a sign, agape, benevolence. If I've got it to give, I'm going to give it. It's, it's not necessarily I give you my car and my house, but, but, but I can give you a ride. I can, I can help you. I can give you a little comfort. I can give you, amen, some of what I have, that benevolence. What do you need? Strength, encouragement. I see the need, and I'm going to give it. And there's people that can't even give a compliment because they say nobody ever complimented me. Love gives. God said, if you can be a giver, you want to know why some people can't pay their tithe? It ain't because they're stingy or greedy. It's just there's, a, there's some hate there somewhere. And it needs to be washed out by love. Because love gives. Amen. Love gives. You know how many times I gave my last bite to my son? I wanted that bite. Mm. And he drops it on the floor. Hey. Love gives, brother. You know, he said love is affection. Hey, man, love is kind. It's approachable. You can get around me. I want to do my best. Hey, man, I'm not going to chop you down. I want somebody to feel safe around me. I don't want to get behind closed doors and cut them down, slice them down, and break them down. Love, affection. Hey, man, he said, you know, one of the definitions of affection is devotion. Man, I'm devoted to you. I want to be loyal to you. Man, we're going to fight together. If one struggles, man, I want to feel that pain as well. Man, I've seen, I don't want to be so hard. People are struggling, and I'm not moved by compassion, and I'm not moved by empathy. Oh, I think the church could use a dose of putting myself in a person's shoes. Look at their history. Look where they come from. Look at the struggles they had to go through. And maybe there'll be a little bit of affection that comes. Lord, help me to understand those that I'm in arms with God. Help me to hurt like they hurt. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Weep with those that weep. What was the master trying to do? By love will the world know that you are my disciple. Not by your tongues. Not by your music. Not by your dance or your preaching. How you love one another. That's how they'll know. In the world is in chaos and confusion and it's being ripped up by division looting in the streets and people can come to the house and they see colors united and they see pasts united and they see social systems united safe. oh what a safe place Amen. by this shall the world know that you are my disciple good you can preach God ain't impressed by it how well we dress he won't bat an eye at it amen speak in tongues shout amen he said I want to see the people that can love one another oh, hallelujah love love works he said it beareth all things amen it endureth all things 
translation all things is actually it bears all people. It believes all people. He's talking about everyone. Sometimes you got to bear, you got to have forbearance, you got to bear people, you got to endure, you got to put up with people, personalities and different characters and, and different value systems. The moment somebody crosses my value system, that's, that's when I ante up and I get the ammo out and it's time to break them down and shoot them down. And he says, no, 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 no. He said, I chose 12 men, 12 different men, 12 different personalities, and two of them one day because they, because of people were not interested in the direction that Jesus wanted to go. James and John said, do you want us to call thunder and lightning down upon these people? And Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy people. I didn't come to cut people down. He said, you don't know what spirit you are of, operating in the spirit of hate. Oh, but I'm walking with Jesus. Yeah, you're walking with Jesus, but you're walking with the one that hates as well. See, it don't matter who you're walking with, it's who you're living with. Some walk with Jesus, but they live with the devil. Mm. Be careful you don't bite and devour one another. God, teach me how to control this. James said it's a, James later wrote it's a, it's a fire. It's a little member. He said it can set a whole church on fire. It's like walking into hell itself. It's walking in the midst of cursing and criticism and meanness. And, and man, people will pick up on it. And, and man, I don't feel safe around here. You, you, don't, you don't believe me? Why don't you drive down there in the middle of Los Angeles in the middle of the night, down there by Skid Row? down there by the garment district. You don't have to talk to nobody. You can feel it. You can sense danger. This is not a safe place. Some learn how to live there. Some learn how to operate there. And when people walk into the house of the living God, amen, I want them to feel safe here. I want there to be a refuge. Hey, hey, brother, you got differences. You got struggle. That's all right. Amen. We're all just trying to make it and live for God. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, clap your hands unto him and give God praise. Teach me. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to love. Somebody say, teach me how to love. Amen. He said, charity never faileth. Hallelujah. He said, it never fails. Tongues shall cease. He said, but love never fails. Amen. I've seen people, man, I... I remember a lady right now, one of my, she was an inspiration. She, brother, she had visions. She could come up. And, brother, she could, man, you, sister, son, so I need a word. And she just, man, she just would walk in the spirit, gifts of the spirit. But, man, I, I never forget the time one of my friends missed a, a, a dinner time at their house. And she, she cut into him. And I never forget. She lived for God for years. And I never forget her cursing him out that night. And I was so shocked. To speak wonderful things in church. All of these visions and revelations. All of these endowments from God's hand. And in a moment, he crossed her. The nastiness and the meanness and the ungodliness that came out of that vessel. I later watched her leave church bitter, stating to the pastor, that God spoke to me that you were going to try to destroy me, she said to him. And I said, oh, God. And people were shocked and they were surprised.
but not God. She had learned how to speak in tongues of men and of angels, but love had disintegrated and hatred had took its place. Oh, God, if you're going to give me anything, if you're going to give me any gift, teach me how to love like I'm supposed to. Teach me. Teach me how to forgive like I'm supposed to. Teach me, God. Teach me how to do it. Help me to be a lover of men. For God so loved the world. Amen. That word agape, benevolence, affection, and goodwill. You know what that means, goodwill. I want good things. I desire good things for you. I want to see you make it. I, I want to see you blessed and increased. I, I want to see you prosperous. I, I want to see you elevated on the job. I want to see you elevated in the church and jealousy comes. But love vaunteth not itself up. Watch it now. Love won't try to defend itself. Jesus said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. In the old days, they would take oil. They would lather that shield of defense with oil to keep it pliable, to keep it flexible, and so arrows could deflect off of it. And, and I, I've, I've noticed something, that, that when you try to defend yourself, when you've been done wrong, and you've been misunderstood, you got to be careful, amen, you don't get so interested in defending yourself because you'll start to oil your shield with pride and with arrogance. And they're going to hear my side of the story, and they're going to hear my account. And I'll do anything I can to get their attention. You're going to hear my side of the story. God says, no, 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 no. I'm going to teach you how to love. Jesus had no guile found in his mouth. He didn't defend himself. He remained quiet in the presence of his accusers. And they wanted him to talk. Pilate said, don't you going to defend yourself? And he just remained quiet. What was he doing? His mind was stayed upon him that controls all things. God is my defense. Love is my weapon. And the Holy Ghost is my protector. I've seen so many people destroyed because they're trying to build a defense. The problem with building the defense, Brother Jonathan Thomas, is you now see everybody as a prosecuting attorney. Everybody's out to get me. I, I got to be the I got defense, my defense. And, and I was misunderstood. And, and now I'm a victim. And, and, you know, and I'll just withdraw. But he says, no, 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 love keepeth no record. You want to make the devil mad, just say, oh, it's all right. God is my, God is my strength. Oh, they wanted to stone David. David, man, you brought us out here. We've lost our families, and we've lost our homes, and we've lost our acreage. They were tired. They were weary. They felt abandoned. They felt like fools. You have manipulated us, and you have tricked us, and here we are in the wilderness, and we have lost everything. We're losing body weight. We're hungry. We're thirsty. We're tired, and it's because of you, and they were getting ready to stone him. Oh, David didn't armor up. David didn't rally a team together. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord, and God took care of the situation. I don't have time to go all of the characteristics of love, but Paul did give the first definition. You ready for this? Love suffereth long and is kind. He said, turn the other cheek. Somebody smites you. If they take your cloak, give them everything else. Love knows how to suffer. Ready? He's giving us some definitions. He's He's giving us some, some highlights about love. He says, watch how you react to hurt. 
people get hurt, they withdraw. They become quiet. They cut everybody off. No fellowship. They don't deserve my time. They don't deserve my presence. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm wounded. An animal drawn into the reclusive holes of life. Where you been? Shut your phone off. Voicemail after voicemail. Voicemail is full. Can't get a hold of your text. Knocks at the door. Oh, no, no, no. Hatred seeps in. He says, but love suffereth long. Still kind. And so there he was, the prophet of God. Man, it had come down. He saw the fire of God come down. Amen. It consumed the sacrifice in the middle of a drought, in the middle of weariness and idolatry. Man, God's prophets in a cave, starving, hungry, missing their families, weak and weary. Elijah's going to be the man in charge. He's going to be the man that liberates God's true prophets, raises up against the spirit of Jezebel and Ahab. Amen. Looks idolatry and darkness in the eye and begins to preach, builds an altar. God honors it with fire, kills false prophets. God's man, God's anointing and God's gifts. But in the middle of a trial, he withdraws himself and he's there self-sustaining. And God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? Your people need you. Your church needs you. Fellowship. Get at the table with somebody. And just to show you, I'll send you food, bread by the miracles of the raven. Watch him now. God's trying to pull some of us out of that cave. And the angel wakes him up, says, you're going to need this to survive the journey that God has for you. You can't live for God on tongues. You hear me? You can't live for God on tongues. You can't live for God on the hand clap. You can't live for God long on the dance and, and the honeymoon period. You know how you live for God with longevity. You learn how to love and you suffer long, but you're still kind and you're still gentle. Three Hebrew boys went through the fire of Nebuchadnezzar. And when they came out, the Bible says, clothes weren't singed. Neither was a smell of smoke. What happened? They went through a storm. Hey man, somebody had shut them up, capsulated them with burning and the fire. Hey man, some of you know what it's like to be encapsulated. Hey man, with hurt and wounds. You've heard, the, you felt the singe and the, the burning fire of offense and hurts. But when you come out of it, man, people don't even know what you've been through because you don't even talk about it. You still got a praise. You still got a smile and a handshake. And I still love my church. I still love my city. And I still love my pastor. Come on. And I still love the word of God. And they want to know why you dance. Because I've learned how to love. Because love always works. Let's stand to our feet and give God praise. Lift up your hands right now. In the name of Jesus. I want to. If there's anything I want to know how to do. He said everything. He said, you know how faith works? Faith works by love. You know how ministries work? They work by love. I've seen people get in ministries. And man, it was for attention. It was for glory. It was for, man, I want to be the one in charge. But man, I remember times I've seen people just cleaning toilets. Happy as a pig in slop. No pun intended. Praise God. 
happy. Where that come from? That come from love. Love bondeth not itself up. Love that puff itself up. Knowledge puffeth up. The Bible says, but love edifieth. Brother Diaz, love edifies. I want to get in the habit of when somebody's getting broke down, I want to help build them back up. Somebody's getting broke down. I don't even care who it is. I want to learn how to build them up because love edifies. You know what edified means? It comes from the word edifice, building, a building, a structure, something somebody can come in from the outside weather elements. And I want people to get around me and say, man, I feel safe around this individual. Mm. Man, I feel like his life is something I can get into and I can feel safe and protected because that's how they felt around Jesus. But them old Pharisees come, and man, they, 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 they obeyed the law so much so that they took cumin seeds and they separated them. And they could take that little seed, and that's for God, and they, and they walked around pridefully. One day, two men showed up to the house of God, that Pharisee man, and he said, God, I fast twice in the week, and I give everything that I've got. And, and uh, I'm not an adulterer, and I'm not, I'm not a thief. And, and this is where he messed up. He looked over and said, man, I'm not even like this public. And his prayers went horizontal instead of vertical. And God cut his prayers off. He was praying right until you looked at the one next to you the wrong, incorrect way. And he was there, no articulated prayer. He didn't mention how much he gave. He didn't mention how much. He just beat on his chest. God, will you have mercy upon me, a sinner? Oh, I'm just struggling. God. And he said he went home righteous. Because God said, I didn't come to call the righteous to repentance. I come to call those that need the doctor. And I want to, I need him. I'm not going to come to church and act like I got it all together. Amen. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, listen to me. I know you got to come to church. And I'm not saying pour all your problems on somebody's sleeve. What I am saying is, amen, don't forget that your brother's got his struggles just like you do. Man, J.T. Pugh, reading his book, and one time he said he was in Canada. He's gone now. He speaks to us from the grave. What a wonderful prince of a man. There he was in Canada preaching, teaching. I remember hearing stories about him. His mother died as a, a little boy. His father gone in a tornado. He said one night he was staying with a family from church, young married couple, an older woman. He said he had been robbed of his wages. Men, he's a little boy working in the fields of Louisiana, fighting nets and snakes in the fields, working 15-hour days, just trying to make a little bit of money for himself. And men robbed him of his wages. He said he felt so alone one night. He said a cold night. He said he got there and he knocked on the window. Nobody was answering. Knocked on the door. And they were home. And there was the three of them sitting around the fire. And he said he, he was waiting for somebody to hear his knock. And the conversation increased in his ears. And they said, oh, what do you think about old JT? And he said he listened as they began to tear him down. And he and he remembers the tears streaming down his face. And he remembers, he started to, and God said, just wait on me. 
Years later, you see him living for God. He's in Canada. One day, this old trailer pulls up and a young preacher gets out. And over time, they started talking to one another and fellowshipping. And he, said, he said they would get together. It was kind of a habit after a while. They would get together and they would have some cookies and have some tea. They would talk about the things of God and ministry and church and, and all the wonderful things about God. And he said one day the preacher looked at him and said, the only reason, Brother Pugh, I'm in church, he said, is because of my mother. And Brother Pugh said, what do you mean? He said, I, he said, I was child. He said, I grew up in church. I knew all of the Bible verses. I knew all of the, the Bible songs. I went to Sunday school knew what it was like to see people healed, see people blessed by God. He said, but there come a time I made my decision that I was going to go and live in the world. So forget about my heritage, forget about the things that I've known. And I started out, I lived with my folks, and I would go out in the world, and I would, I would be out all night partying, giving my life to the devil. And he said, I remember my mother. He said, I would come home 2 o'clock in the morning. I would shut the door. My feet would crunch on the gravel. I look up in that window and said, my mother would be praying for me while I was out in the world. He said, and she knew when I got home, he said, I would hear her remove herself as I got up to the steps. She would just go to her room, wouldn't say anything. And I knew she'd been praying for me. I saw tear-stained cheeks. He said, I saw it weekend after weekend, night after night. I knew my mother loved me. He said, one particular night partying with friends and drinking and just having a time. He says, I wasn't doing right. Finally got tired of it. I went home. And he said, I saw my mother up there praying. I got out of the car like I've always done. I walked up the steps. And I knew she must have had a heavy burden for me because she was still at the window praying. I started to go to my room, and I thought, it's late, Mama. Why don't you go ahead and go to bed? I'm home now. And as I went to touch her, her cold hand, and I realized that my mother had died praying for me because she loved me. Was he perfect? No. Did he have it all together? No. But you see, love suffers, and it's still kind. It bears all things. It endures all things. It hopes all. Is there still hope in the people that hurt you? Is there still a chance that I can extend an olive branch to them? Or do I draw back in revenge? Draw back in, mmm, judgment's going to get them. Somebody say love works. And he said, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Fruit of the Spirit is love. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we come and pray tonight? Say, Lord, I want you to teach me how to love. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I want you to pray. I want you to pray some things. 
And I want you to pray this prayer. You can, you can pray however you want to pray, but I want you to mention this in your prayer. Lord, I'm making room in my heart. I'm making room in my spirit. And I want you to fill this space with more love. More love for people. More love for you and more love for myself. Who is he that will enjoy life and see good days? He that refraineth his tongue from speaking evil. Come on, this is the answer you've been looking for. This is the direction some of you have been looking for. God, what is it? What's lacking? God, there's something that I don't have yet. This is the answer tonight. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to suffer long and still yet be kind. Teach me, oh God, how to do it, how to operate like you operated. Teach me, oh God, how to go forth like you went forth. Hallelujah. Teach me, God. Amen. I don't want to be puffed up, oh Lord. Teach me, oh God. Amen, Lord. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Love is not easily provoked. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody praying. I'm choosing to love God from this day forward. I'm going to love like I never loved. I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to change by the grace of God. I'm forgiving my stepfather. I'm forgiving my stepmother. I'm forgiving my supervisors, my managers, God. Amen. My church family. I'm forgiving those that have went on, those that have passed on. God, I will not be bound up. Lord, I'm choosing to love because love works. Love always works. It never fails.